0: Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Beau again. So today we are going to talk about Russia and Ukraine by the numbers and the charts, the graphics, all of that stuff. The comparisons that are being made. Um, because of the anticipated strategy shift, there are, are uh, a lot of people, a lot of outlets that are circulating charts. And it also has a lot to do with it being the anniversary. Um And they're comparing the military equipment that the two nations have. And it has led to a lot of questions. How on earth can Ukraine stand up to Russia when they have so many more armored fighting vehicles, when they have so many more troops in reserve, so on and so forth? Um, And... Those charts, looking at those raw numbers, that is what led most defense analysts, before the war started, to say Russia was going to take this quickly, because they should have. If they had decent logistics, if they put together a good plan, if they used basic maneuvers, that they really should have been able to do it, in theory, because of the mismatched nature of those charts, those that are circulating. If you want to see how this played out, you can go back. There's a video, I want to say it's called Let's Talk About the Futures of Russia and Ukraine. Futures being plural. This was filmed before the shooting started, before the invasion occurred. And we were talking about all of the different analysis that were going on. The conventional wisdom at the time was... Russia was just going to roll in and take the country days, weeks maybe. I was one of the few that was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to go that way. (laughs) Um, In fact, I was in the camp that didn't actually believe Russia was going to invade because it was a bad idea. It would lead to, well, this. Here we are a year later. Um, You know, there was the possibility that they pulled off a a lightning-fast um, takedown of the national government, but it didn't seem likely. But those who believed it was going to be that one-sided event were looking at those charts. So let's put those charts in into focus and what they mean and what they definitely don't mean. Those charts are the total number of pieces of equipment or personnel available to the country. All of Ukraines are in Ukraine. They're available, all of it, 100%. Russias aren't. First, based on what we've seen, you're going to have to just assume that 30% to 50% of those numbers are either not working, they're they're broken, or they are obsolete. So their numbers are cut in half to begin with. Then you have to wonder, why are they obsolete? Because Russia doesn't have the money to replace them. Why are they still using obsolete equipment? Because Russia doesn't have the money to make those purchases, to replace that older equipment, the stuff from the Soviet era. Uh, and then you have to factor in the big part Russia cannot deploy everything that it has it, it can't send it all there it has a massive country to defend now me personally I don't believe anybody's actually going to try to invade Russia I, I don't see that as as a, a likely even remotely possible thing um Russia is a lot like China or the United States. They they're not countries people are going to invade. <laughs> um, but even even with that acknowledgment, they have to maintain a lot uh, of equipment and personnel spread around their country to deter that possibility. So they can't deploy everything that they have to begin with. Half the stuff they have is broken or it's obsolete. Those numbers are not as drastically different as they appear in those charts when it comes to what is truly available. The one thing that Russia has in abundance, that it can tap into and use, is people. That's what it has. That's the advantage it has. Which is... It's horrible. Um, if that is how they intend on degrading the Ukrainian military, that's that's horrific. Um, I would hope that that isn't what they're, what, what they're counting on, because that's, that's going to be really bad. Um, so when you're looking at those charts, keep that in mind. Russia has to maintain probably half of those numbers. Um, spread around their country, maybe not a half, maybe a third of their of those numbers in those charts spread around the country to defend their home country. Out of what's left, a lot of that stuff doesn't work, or it's obsolete, or whatever. And then the quality of training is is also a big part of it. The Ukrainian military is well trained, the Russian military is not, and the longer it goes on the lower the standard of, of training is, um, because the more trained troops are, are no longer on the front lines. Um, so if you're looking at how Russia may attempt to degrade Ukrainian military capability, you have to look at their, at their, their resources that are truly available and that's people, and theoretically, they could get some of the armored fighting vehicles that they have that don't work, they, they could fix them and get them to a functioning state and get them out there, but a lot of those are obsolete to begin with. Um, the, the Russian ability to truly take on Ukraine at this point, it, it's dwindling, and it's dwindling quickly. Um, when you're looking at those charts, just remember it's it's not a video game or something like that where all of those forces are going to be in play at the same time. And then with the Russian military, you also have to remember that there are a lot of those numbers when it comes to personnel that are support. They're there to maintain the infrastructure of that massive military. And, And they'll never... They will never see the front lines. They'll never be deployed in that way. I know what the charts look like. Just remember that when the war started, the charts were even more pronounced. It was even more fav- heavily in favor of Russia. Um, it, it's Those charts do not accurately reflect what's truly available for the conflict. Russia has a lot more concerns um, and has a lot more reasons to keep things in reserve than, than Ukraine does. And the, the addition of why they have so much obsolete equipment really should factor into this. Because Russia can't afford to replace it. And if Russia wants to maintain the image of being one of the world powers... They have to have those numbers, and they won't be able to replace the equipment if they are destroyed. If those armored fighting vehicles, if those, um, I don't know, what what were some of the other things on the charts? Uh, I want to say they listed tanks with armored fighting vehicles as well. Um, But the artillery pieces, if they don't have that stuff because it got destroyed they're not going to have the money to replace it. If they did, they wouldn't have all all the obsolete stuff. They already would have replaced it. Um, And if Russia weakens itself going after Ukraine, there might be countries that want a little bit of their dirt, and that's something that they have to keep in mind. As it stands, nobody's going to go and try to invade Russia. But... If they weaken their military to the point where they can only defend key cities or something like that, that dynamic might change. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good day.